Life taught me every L is a lesson And every day is a blessing Corona split, we and mine have a session Know me for all the stress Welcome to the Real Balance Podcast, man. It's your boy, DK The Real. This is episode three. And what we got for you today, man, is we're going to talk about marijuana and manifestation. The uses of marif- the usage of marijuana and manifestation. And uh, we're going to get right into this, man. So uh, I got my boy Ian Childs here today. Yes, sir. Yes, got my sir. boy Ramil Harris back with me today. And I got my boy, the orange bean served <laughs> with me today, man. What's going on? What's going on? You know, so... Yeah, man, these are my guys, man. Um, and we we gonna get into this, man. And um, we got a few topics that we're gonna get into today for you guys. Um, but we're gonna pop it off with uh, the use of marijuana, and um, that's something it's huge. Everybody smokes nowadays. There's a bunch of controversy around it. We got is there is there a bunch of con- uh, controversy about it anymore? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yes, bro. I I mean, only because. It's legalized in a lot of places now. You've got like uh, people like Shakari Richardson, like that whole story. You've got, bro, you got so many professional athletes that use marijuana. You've got trainers and all types of people that are using marijuana. And then obviously you got the people who are against it, you know. And so um, today's episode, man, would just be more so about taking a balanced approach to to marijuana usage and kind of and kind of you know getting in between the nuances of 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 the kind of the controversy that you know that that is so um you know i can speak particularly from one of my bro marijuana impacted my life heavily like Mm, heavily especially with your your football career bro literally and so when you when you have the the topic of marijuana when it comes to manifestation or becoming a better version of yourself or chasing goals I think there's a gray area that needs to be discussed when it comes to that, because mm-hmm. you can't just say, oh, it's legal and it's, it's just weed. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it is legal and it is weed and people. It does help people and it does bring people more peace. It does bring people together. I ain't never seen a group of people smoking weed fighting, bro. Ever. But I seen mm-hmm. people getting drunk fighting and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never seen people who like weed fighting, bro. It's it's all love and, and peace in the room, bro. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you could you could have some enemies in the same room, bro. If a blunt is lit, bro, it's not going today. Bro, not, not today, today, bro. Not today. We getting high today. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> so, um, you know, when it comes down to the thing of um sports and the marijuana uses, man, like marijuana impacted my life heavily because um, for those that don't know, um, I played college football at North Dakota State University. Um, I was a junior college transfer to North Dakota State University. So um, I consume marijuana heavy, heavy in JUCO because anybody who knows JUCO, it's a struggle. It's it's tough. It's a grind. And, um, you know, and I went to school in the middle of nowhere. So it really was nothing much to do. And I was laser focused, bro. I was locked in because you know, I only had one year. Well, in my mind, I only had one year to go JUCO and make some shit happen so that I can um, move on to the Division One level and continue chasing my um, NFL dream. So that's kind of the whole basis of, you know, marijuana usage and manifestation. So when I got to NDSU, um, I still was a marijuana consumer. But obviously, you know, when you're on a Division One football team, there's rules. You got drug tests. You know what I'm saying? Ramil, you played for North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, you transferred to uh, Mankato, Mankato State. Yeah. So it, it really doesn't matter where you are. 
if you're a division one, division two, II, division three, don't matter where you are, what athlete you are, you have to be conscious of your uses of marijuana. Mm -hmm. And so um, marijuana hurt me a lot because um, I failed two drug tests when I was at North Dakota State. And on my second drug test, I got released from the team my three games before, you know what I'm saying, my last season. Now, when it comes to marijuana and manifestation, that's the that's the key part right there. Because <clears throat> was I wrong for smoking? No. Was I wrong for smoking when I did? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is the, the topic of conversation that needs to be had. You know, so I was a top recruiter in my class. You know, I was I'm I'm coming in NDSU supposed to be the man. I I turned down other bigger FBS offers to go to NDSU. And so when I get on when I get on campus, everybody knows who I am. You know what I'm saying? Um everybody's waiting to see what I'm gonna do. And um people who know about NDSU's tenure, they're probably, if not the most winningest football team in college football history at, at this yeah. point. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, bro, they hold that shit heavy, you know? So, bro, it wasn't sweet when I got there. I thought it was going to be sweet because I'm more athletic than most of these dudes. Mm -hmm. I was more highly recruited than most of these dudes. I'm hungry. I'm coming from Juco. I'm coming from the hood. And I'm coming, you know, now I'm out here in North Dakota. I'm like, man, it's sweet. In case in my mind it was, but it's not. It wasn't sweet at all. And so I faced a lot of challenges when I got there. And, um, you know, just dealing with the maturity aspect of dealing with marijuana, um, you know, when things weren't going my way, when things weren't going my way, that's kind of what people do. When you're stressed, you smoke. You know, you're not getting the playing time you want, you smoke. You're not getting, you're not understanding the playbook like you want to. Spring ball is not going the way you want. And, and I think that's what a lot of football players do. But we need to understand how when you're trying to manifest something, manifestation is a stream of, of energy. You know what I'm saying? It's a focus. It's a line of focus. And anything, any distraction, it's like if you have a stream of water and you put a big ass rock in the middle of the stream, that that flow of energy in the water is going to be dispersed in other directions mm -hmm. instead of down the the, the, the forward stream of, of flow of, you know, of, of energy and focus. And so what happened is when I get frustrated or when I got frustrated in college with with how my college football career was going, um, I let the frustration distract me and get me off focus. And that's the same thing that kind of happened with um, Shakari Richardson. You know what I'm saying? Now, is she, bro, she, she's struggling, bro. Her story's, you know, her story was crazy. Now, a lot of people are going to be on her ass and say, like, you know, um, she shouldn't have done it. She's supposed to be in a, more, a role model and whoop de whoop de whoop. And, and, that's, and that's the truth. But that's what I think the importance of this, of this, mm -hmm. of this, of this conversation is about is finding the balance between being a responsible consumer and, you know, a healthy consumer yeah. and, um, and knowing when to consume, you know, like if you're trying to manifest something, bro, don't let weed get in your way. Don't let it get in your way. Like I'm speaking from experience, bro. Like, bro, I went through the craziest time, bro. My uh, uncle that was very, very close to me completely stopped fucking with me because I let him down. I let my whole family down. It was embarrassing, bro. My face is all in the news. Like I said, bro, NDSU is like the in, the NFL of North Dakota. So, you know, every, bro, it was so embarrassing, bro. I had, um, I had, um, I'm like reading um, sports blogs from the local fans and people are all up under these blogs. Like, I wonder what he got released for. I bet. I wonder if it was rape. And I want, I bet you it was involved with a gal and bro. And I'm just like, bro, I'm reading these articles and I'm like, damn, 
dumb. And it's like, bro, it's not even the case. Obviously, mm-hmm. my coach didn't release the reason why that I was um, dismissed from the team. Mm-hmm. But um, everything comes with these repercussions. You know what I'm saying? So we just yeah. kind of need to take into into <laughs> need to take into account, like thoroughly take into account, um. The use of marijuana, and since it's gonna it's gonna be here to stay, it's getting legalized all over the place. So we need to take into account just that balance of it, man, and 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 what that looks like. I think there's it's it is part of part balance, um, and I look at it also as well as you know, because as as we were talking about earlier, uh, marijuana is good for your mental health in a lot of cases. You know, it helps people be less stressed. You know, reduce anxiety. You know, if you have a lot of things going on. Or even people just want to come home from work, stressful last day, sit there, light up something, and then boom, you know. So I think knowing that it can help it help you in such a way, and you have obligations that require you to not smoke, that's a that's a struggle, you know. And so I definitely see that, you know. And, and with with your story, um, and and with Shikari too, like like her mom passed, you know, like. I don't blame her at all for smoking, you know. Yeah, she's trying to go to the Olympics, but damn, like she wasn't expecting that shit to happen, you know. And what else, you know, it's it's hard to when you know that that's something that can help you with your mental health, with you know, your stress levels, with, you know, processing your emotions or whatever. It's hard not to to be to to fall back to that, you know. So, I don't know her specific story. I haven't personally I don't know a lot about her story, so I can't really comment on, you know, her mentality or whatnot, but you know, from my perspective, I think that it shouldn't be as much of a struggle <clears throat> in sports because it is like illegal. It's legal federally. It's legal for like, you know, performance and for athletes and things like that. So I personally think that there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, when you know that those are stipulations that you have on you and you want to manifest and you want to use, you know, keep that energy flowing, like you're saying earlier, then that's something that's you have to really try hard to, to stray away from. So right. mm-hmm. I can understand that. For it's sure. like using that discernment. So, her, her, um, Shakari Richardson. Her story is, it wasn't her biological mom. It was, it was her biological mom that died, but her, her, like her grandmother raised her, I believe. So a lot of people's arguments was like, oh, it wasn't even her real mom. Like she could have held off and bloop, bloop, you know, a loss but is a loss. Yeah, you know? it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't tell someone. But at the same time, as someone who's been in her shoes from experience, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So I'm like. Bro, I could have dealt with my frustrations and with football a different way. You know what I'm saying? My goal was the NFL. Now, I believe everything happens for a reason at the same time. You know what I'm saying? She's getting all types of deals. Bro, I love where my life is at right now. I like. I don't think the NFL was meant for me. Honestly, I think everything that led me to where I was led me to where I am now. You know, and, and that's just how it was meant to be. You know, but that doesn't make an excuse for, for my decisions. I mm. still learned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From from the from those small mistakes that, you know, you know, just just and it's helping me be better and, and more discerning. And me and Ramil, we always talk about um in the gym, we always talk about like responsible use of marijuana because bro, there's there's two sides to it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a place in the middle for it as well. Right. Like I've had my journey of marijuana consumption. You know, I've I started consuming marijuana around my junior, my junior year, senior year in college at Mankato. And uh, I don't I don't regret it. It was a different experience. You know, I was one of those people that was on the side that didn't like the idea of the consumption of marijuana more 
so because of the history of addiction in my family right and the way my mom used to speak with me on those type of topics and she was so afraid of if i were to go down that route whether it's marijuana or alcohol consumption whatever it may be she was so afraid for me to fall into that same st family statistic of addiction that and from that point on just seeing it for myself i was afraid of it i didn't want to mm. be around it but once i started doing more research about marijuana myself and the benefits that it's had for people you know i, I gave it a try mm -hmm. i gave it a try and, and for the first year or so i used it just for relaxation just for some to, to wind down for the day and then that evolved to me now using it for um pain relief purposes you know my, my senior year of football i suffered a high ankle sprain that that I played through the whole entire season with and it got to a point where i got tired of taking um things like ibuprofen to reduce the inflammation but taking a substance like that time and time again like i had to take like three or four pills each practice just to make make it through the pain mm, right and, um wow taking a substance heavily like that isn't good for your internal organs so i started using marijuana for pain relief and uh, it helped me tremendously like i was able to sleep i was able to to get through the practices much more at a, a higher tolerable level and um and then after football man i started using it for much different reasons like i've had my experiences where i've i've i want i don't want to say abused marijuana but used it for the wrong reasons like like you mentioned dk it gets in the way of your path and where what you're really trying to achieve mm -hmm. in life and I, i've luckily enough you know just self-analyzing i recognized that and I, I challenged myself to do better and use it for better so in the most recent years i would say i consume marijuana to enhance my intentions and what i want to do at that moment for example if i have my moments where i want i want to be able to intensify my workouts to just get into a zone that i normally don't get to in a sober mind but it's not like i've taken a substantial amount usually i microdose uh, marijuana if that's what i'm going mm -hmm. to do or mm -hmm. if i want to go into a steep deep session of studying a topic of spirituality or um, energetic healing or going into a deeper state of meditation yeah you know i've, I've gotten to really really deep states of meditation that i've never gotten to with a sober mind mm. now i'm not saying that you can't get to that same state with without the use of marijuana like there's there's things you can do such mm -hmm. as um certain um what do they call it uh hypotropic breathing methods i believe that's that's the name mm -hmm. but um there's like i said there's a plethora of of uh, different ways to to get to that level but again i've had my moments where using it too frequently i notice changes my daily habits mm -hmm. and um my my energy may decrease a little bit day after day after day i've noticed and um, the energy to complete these tasks and keep progression through um, my life slows down a little bit and again that's where the self-analyzation comes into play in my life and i have to come back to balance with the use of it now these days i mainly use cbd um, on a daily basis but here and there i still do consume thc but 
I'm getting better at using it responsibly and using it in more of a balanced manner. And I, I, I think it's very helpful for many people who can get to that level where they, they can use it responsibly, like you guys mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's that's you brought up a couple of good points, you know, and I think a lot of people personally, before I ever tried marijuana, I grew up with the stigma. You know, I understood like people would I had deer in school, you know, which <laughs> that shit did not work <laughs> at all. Let me fucking tell you. Um, we had dare and, you know, a lot of, there were a lot of maybe scare tactics, I would say in terms of, you know, marijuana usage specifically, and they kind of roped it in with a lot of other things. Propaganda. But once, yeah, I would, that's a very good word, uh, to use to describe this. I um, read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to, to, um, get out a couple more topics on that. So, you know, and I want to start with Vic also, what kind of tell us about your journey you know, with with uh, marijuana usage, you know, and a couple of things that maybe you've used it for uh, in in mentalities as well. Um, it's one of those things where you hear people talk about it and you know what it is. And I'm, getting, I'm sure most of us knew what it was at an early age. Um, but when you actually experience it firsthand, it gives you you know, they say too much of a good thing is a bad thing. And I think Marijuana is probably the best example of that, where, you know, if you use it on schedule, you know, you use it sparsely, use it, you know what I'm saying, and not overdo it. Because once you overdo it, it kind of, it takes away that it almost becomes habitual in a way, which mm-hmm. not that if you're, if you're someone that does it on, on like a, on a, you know, consistently, that's not, that's not a bad thing by any means. But when you, when it gets to a point where like you're starting to, you can't operate without it. Then it's like, okay, wait, like what? What's I got? What's going on here? You know, because I don't think anyone would want because that that becomes an, that becomes an uh, addictive, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that and like you said, that prevents you from being able to focus. And now all this energy that was supposed to go this way, now you trying to respond back to the plug at Arby's, and you're not supposed you supposed to be at the library studying for your you know bar exam. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make a decision. And if you do want to include it into your lifestyle, just incorporating it in a way where it's not hindering um, your progression. So, um, and then what was the other part of the question you said? Um, your journey. And then in terms of, well, you kind of touched on it a little bit already with saying, you know, people can be addicted to it. But mm-hmm. what would you say, what would you say you use, you have used it for? And um, and talk about, you know, addiction or dependency or times where maybe you, you recognize that that could be something in your life as well. Um, I would say, honestly, what got me in was just curiosity, was just, hey, what's this like? What's this thing that everyone keeps talking about? You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. no one's dying from it. I'm seeing people do it. They're still able to, you know, go through life normal. So, okay. And once you build up enough curiosity or enough, you know, mm-hmm. to do it, you don't, there's no... There's no, like, it, it no longer becomes this thing that you, oh, I wonder what that's like. You know what I'm saying? So for me personally, um, I use them mostly to cope. Uh, if I was working hard, if I was going through certain states where I just was feeling, man, like this is just a crazy week, whatever the case is, there was a way for me to just push forward and just get over that hump, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, <clears throat> I think most of us, know what it's like to work, you know, crazy hours or have like a busy schedule and barely get any 
two or three hours of sleep, whatever the case is, those are tough nights. You know, so those are those are those are those are very harsh mornings to get over. And so if I can find something that is gonna help me to a certain extent and not really cause me any damage or any backlash, why not? I mean, like you said, I like ibuprofen, painkillers, like people we have a whole uh painkiller epidemic of like you know say because people be like crazy yeah bro know. like people like people go to the doctor for a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. and the doctor writes you off a very powerful what's it called opioid yeah and now now 16 weeks later you know the, the prescription then already stopped but you like hey like i'm still feeling this a little bit mm-hmm. and now you're looking for you know what i'm saying so if we can find something that isn't harsh and can benefit people, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's that's my perspective on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, I I didn't start, bro, I was all women in sports my whole, like I ain't really tripped. I, just, I was trying to fuck as many bitches as I possibly could and score as many touchdowns as I possibly could. Like <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> Like dead ass in high school, bro. I drank for the first time. Like I got fucked up for the first time at twelve. Nah, at like, bro, (laughs) at like, bro, like seventeen. Like Mm -hmm. I went to my first little fucking. I went to the rich white kid party. You know what I'm saying? That never, that never was even my thing. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I got cool. I started making different friends in different circles. Um, I started talking to this white shit. She invited me to her house party. That's like a real fucking thing. Like the, the fucking rich kids mm-hmm. in high schools literally be having parties and mm-hmm. their parents be upstairs and yep. there's a whole bunch of fucking underage motherfuckers in the basement getting lit Jeez. the fuck up. <laughs> and so I went to my first one of those and I was like, bro, like 16 or 17, got fucked up. Her mom had to bring me to the dam. I didn't understand nothing about like limits or none of that shit. I'm just drinking. Like, hopefully I get some pussy. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, so, bro, same thing with weed, bro. I can count the amount of, I smoked weed not even, maybe five times total in high school. You know what I'm saying? Just some of my homies smoked or whatever, you know. Um, But when I got to college, I started selling weed to make some money, you know, because, you know, everybody know me knows. I my my journey in life was was bro, I made a it, it it was not straight, and I'll tell you that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, of, yeah. yeah, I went to four different schools technically got released from two of them or kicked out of two of them technically if you want to take it there and um wasn't for marijuana usage but um i originally went to morgan state university that's an hbcu in east baltimore which is i live in east baltimore so my 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 hood is literally down the street my mom used to come in and bring me plates and shit like you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i was too close to home so um um you know so I started selling weed to keep a little, you know, I was on scholarship. I was no longer on scholarship, but I still was at that school. So I'm like, shit, I need some bread. Like, yeah, shit, absolutely. like, you know, so I became the campus plug. And so um, with that, I be- I started to, um, to to smoke the shit. And from there, it just, it was a downhill, undisciplined battle <laughs> to, to this point, mm. you know, uh, it started off in Baltimore, we started smoking chocolate cigarellos. That was the thing. Everybody was smoking chocolate rellos. And I remember me and some of my niggas, bro, we like matching $5. It's like three niggas. We all, like, hey, bro, I got five. I got five on it. <laughs> yeah, type shit, bro. Like straight up on some real, bro, some real crackhead shit. Like looking back at this Yo, shit, it's like what? we in the morning, I'm waking up like, 
you know how to get that boost yeah it's, yeah bro straight up bro like bro it was even worse than that we that, that's a conversation for another day though but you know um then it went from you know um matching fives trying to scrape up some weed with your homies to now i don't even smoke relos no more now i got a little money in my pocket now i'm a little more bougie with my smoking habits it's like now the backwoods is a thing bro anybody who know me bro i might have converted you into a backwoods smoker like i was one of the first people smoking woods bro like i don't know what got me onto the woods but when i started smoking them i turned everybody into Backwood smokers, you bro. You said they call you the backwood Baptist, backwood Bishop, <laughs> oh, bro. I'm bro. I'm serious, bro. People, when people hear this podcast, they're gonna be tripping out because, bro, it's so many people. That's like, bro, we, we gonna start taking phone calls. You know, what I'm saying get people's testimonies, bro. <laughs> dead ass, bro. When we drop this little clip, bro, like man, people probably gonna be commenting under the picture, like, damn, <laughs> that's the backwood man, bro. Straight hey, up, uh, backwoods. Feel free to send and take the peel box. Uh, nah, we good. No, 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 no. We, 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 no, no more backwoods, man. No, no, no more backwoods. We'll My take bad. the check though. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll take the we're, check. We'll take a check. Them shit is bad for you kids. No backwoods, you know. But they um, not gonna send them, <laughs> bro. But the thing is, bro, backwoods are so bad for you, bro. Mm. Like that's why some people started washing their backwoods, mm-hmm. and you see how dirty them shits was, and then. You know, just the tobacco. Ramil, you was talking about your family has addicted. Bro, I come mm-hmm. from an addicted family. I have my own mother struggle with addiction at that point. That's why I kind of moved around Baltimore a lot and moved from Baltimore when I was a kid because my mom didn't want us getting caught up in the street life and she was struggling with drug use. So, you know, we, we moved around a lot. And so since I understand those things about my family in myself, I have an addictive personality. That's why I never tried any hard drugs. I never tried cocaine, nothing, just weed. I tried Adderall one time just to study, but like that's some college shit, you know what I'm saying? But I've Mm -hmm. always been conscious of that addictive personality. And I think that's where people need to, if you're trying to bring balance to your life or you're trying to be a responsible consumer of cannabis, you need to be aware of your family's um, um, drug history, of your own personality. If you have an addictive personality, bro, you need to watch yourself Mm -hmm. a little more than the typical person might need to, Mm -hmm. you know? And I got, I built a huge dependency on that tobacco, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the backwoods, I got addicted to them shits. I'm smoking four or five woods a day. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all can contest to this shit. And I, fat woods too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These like fat woods, bro. It's not bro. some like, little slight yeah, goal. Like, like, nah, this- <laughs> it used to blow me when people would, would roll them little skimpy ass backwoods and this is hella wood. I'm like, nah, if I'm going to roll this wood. Give me that. He yeah. wouldn't even let people roll this shit. Yeah, it's going to be, a, we, gonna, we rolling fingers. Big smoke. Yeah, we rolling fingers. Big blunts. <laughs> Straight up. And then, you know, as I, be, as I grew more into my entrepreneurial um, self and my more self, um, actualized self, I, you know, so now, I don't smoke backwards anymore. Um, if I do smoke, it's either a paper or it's just glass, you know? And then it's like, me and Ramil, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, don't smoke in the middle of the day and shit. You no, know what I'm sorry. saying? No, I wanted sorry. to smoke before I came in here today, but it's like, bro, how the hell are you going to show up to your podcast high talking about um, <laughs> balance, balance, <laughs> balancing and, 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 and responsible use of marijuana? You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, I, I'm a busy man these days, like mm-hmm. actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we are, are all part of our consultant team. You know what I'm saying? Like we got shit to do. Ian, you're working on growing a company. Ramil, you're working on growing your personal brand. You're working yeah. on putting together your workout plans. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of shit in the community as far yeah. as consulting and helping people with their traumas and um, um, educating them on, on financial literacy and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, bro, 
yes, I still like weed, but bro, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let marijuana get in that flow, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of my manifestation. I know what I'm trying to manifest right now. Therefore, marijuana needs to be used smartly. I've learned hard, hard lessons from consuming this shit in an irresponsible way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, smoke glass, smoke paper, mm-hmm. you know, like, look, you, y'all going to do what the hell y'all want to do anyways. I'm just saying, be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, look, everybody. To, if you choose to consume. If you right. choose to consume. Right. Yeah. To, to, it's, it's addictive, bro. Mm-hmm. It's addictive. Backwoods, Absolutely. tobacco, uh, uh, the blunts. Swisher Sweets and all that shit. I don't even know why. I've been bougie on them. Sounds like cardboard. It's bro. It's not even. I would mm-hmm. rather sm- at least a backwood looks like a fucking something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know what a Swisher Sweet. The- mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, bro. Like so, I never. You know me. I turn down. I turn down a whole session if a Swisher's in it. If it ain't a wood in it, I'm Gucci. Obviously, I don't even smoke woods no more. But you know, we're just bringing common sense to 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 the fact of what of what it is. You know, so. Um, yeah, bro. Well, what does marijuana do for you guys specifically? <laughs> like outside of winding down from the day or relaxation, does, does it do anything else for you guys? I think sometimes it helps me focus. Um, it and kind of how you were talking about it before. You know, when you like you like to use it to go to the gym or, or to meditate mm-hmm. and whatnot. For me, I I use it for music. You know, mm. so I make a lot of music, and sometimes I just want to you know, consume and then get in the zone. And mm-hmm. then that's just how, that's just an easier way for me to be in that flow state, that mm-hmm. stream of consciousness. You know, if I'm trying to write out a song or if I have something on my heart and I'm already I'm already smoking and, you know, doing whatever, sometimes it's a lot easier for me to just get all of that out, you know, or if I'm working on a beat or if I want to hear the different harmonies, how I want them, you know, just playing with that, you know? So that's, that's something that I, I use it for. And I think that it's, that's a way that, it affects me. It's helped me be able to focus and be more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who I've seen some. I know some amazing artists, and they'll just get high and just create some intense, like crazy works of art. You know what I mean? And you know, Paul, like, oh my mm-hmm. god, dude! Like, I I know a lot of people who who use it for creative purposes as well. But it's something I I think it's not how I got into it. But it's what I use it for. You know, it's what I'm I'm more likely to use it for than anything because, like you're saying before. I can't smoke during the middle of the day. Yeah. I got too much shit going on. Mm-hmm. I got too much stuff that I need to be doing for me to be waking and baking. You know, asleep. Right. And yeah. you know, and for some people, that's that's part of their, you know, that's part of their balance. They can do that mm-hmm. and then still work. I, you know, I can't I can't smoke and then go to a job or, you know, go have an event or something like that. Or go do run my errands and have meetings. No, nah, it's just it's not gonna work. I'm gonna get sleep sleepy, I'm gonna get hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna wanna sit around, watch some TV and eat some junk yes. food. You know, mm-hmm. so, those effects last through you with you throughout the whole day pretty much. Right. You know, I've noticed there's been moments for myself where I'm like, man, today is one of those days that I, like I said before, man, I wanna take my workout to the next level. There's been times where I've fucked up and smoke <laughs> let's say like an hour before i go to the gym he think he running he you know over it's lying down on the chair <laughs> 30 30 45 minutes later before i even start my workout i'm now in a state of man i just kind of want to kind of want to chill and relax mm. man mm. i don't know about this whole working out thing anymore mm-hmm. that right there Arth, is an example of what's helped me get to the point of where i am now with responsibility of smoking because I take the time from that experience to analyze myself like bruh like you had a goal you had you had a a goal you wanted to accomplish today yeah. and that mm-hmm. was get a good workout and this mm-hmm. got in the way of that 
Yeah. So mm. we, we need to clean it up. Straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to say, I want to ask, do you guys think that it's more usage or that it has more to do with your mentality, you know, and, and like you're saying, making lists, getting things done, what your, your goals mm -hmm. are. Is that more important in terms of how you're going about accomplishing your things? Or do you think marijuana does really play that bigger role? I'll say this. Um, I think funny enough, like you were just saying, you go through a learning curve. Oh, we were like, okay, I, I enjoy this. I see how this has helped me. How can I get the most out of this? Mm -hmm. And for me personally, it's kind of with that same learning curve. And I'm at a point now where it's like, if I want to implement this in my life, which I do, um, I have to make sure I get X, Y, and Z done beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it's ironically enough, it's kind of been a motivator, not like a motivator, that's like a crackhead right now, but like, <laughs> not like a motivator, but it's been like a- Kind of incentive. Yeah, like, yeah. hey bro, if you get all your things done today, then what's stopping you from, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's just kind of, I don't know. My, my biggest thing with marijuana is, Amy Ramil talk about this all the time, is um, the fact that like, if, Sometimes I can't sleep the same if I don't consume before bed. And that's mm. my issue. It's because I'm big on like, you know. You I'm sleepwalking? No, nah, it's it, not even that. It's just like, like, I'm just big on being my own boss and my own owner. Like, I'm anti-slavery. That's why I feel the way I feel about religion. That's why I feel the way I feel about um, self-autonomy and, and, and really balancing yourself out. Because it's like, if I... If I can't sleep without marijuana, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I can't eat three meals a day or if I can't eat whenever the hell I want to because I need to smoke before I eat, that's a problem. Damn, you're gonna make a lot of people bad with that one. Bro, and that's and that's, that's facts. I, I, I'm hit, mm -hmm. but but that's that's <laughs> the fact, bro. A lot of people can't even eat breakfast Damn. or can't eat dinner until they smoke first. A lot oh, of man. people cannot Damn. sleep, bro, until they smoke first. And that used to be me. So now, even still, like the only time I consume you know, it's gonna be, you know, if I'm making music some, something or when I'm gr with a group of friends and we kind of just vibe and create it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But um, I'm hard on myself about the dependency. Dependency is always an issue on anything. I don't think nobody should be dependent on anything. You should be able to turn away and walk away from anything, bro. Absolutely. Anything in this world, anything, bro. Jesus. Bro, Rihanna, mother, bro, anything, bro. Even if, if you want to, if you want to take it on a level, it's like, bro, like it's really a level of, of, Rihanna, de of detachment. <laughs> it's really like a level of detachment, bro. It's like, yes, you should be, bro. If you're a Christian, yes, you should be attached to your religion. You should be whatever you believe in, believe into it. But like, bro, like if you can't live without Jesus, bro. I feel like that's an issue. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you can't live without your significant other, I feel like that's an issue. If you cannot live without weed and you can't function properly, bro, mm -hmm. outside of the things that help you balance yourself out, then I think you need to, to reanalyze what you got going on, mm -hmm. you know? I, I think that's, those were examples to show that there are other ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish in this world. Other, like for example, DK mentioned how it's hard for him to to sleep at night without smoking. Yeah, there's other ways in life that will help you get to that place where you can just fall asleep like a baby. Like for me, like I didn't like I didn't want to feel attached, like you said, DK, to 
attached to marijuana and be like, man, if I don't, if I don't, you know, have a couple of hits, mm-hmm. I feel like I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. as living through life, I became aware of things like binaural beats, hmm. binaural beats. There's something that is basically music, musical tones that play certain frequencies, mm-hmm. you know, that you listen to that put you in a certain state of mind. Absolutely. So there, I became aware of certain frequencies that helped me get to sleep much quicker and also get a more restful quality level of sleep as well. So times that I just tell myself tonight, we are not smoking. I put on some beats, I grab me a book, I lay in the bed, I read, I'm ready to go to sleep mm-hmm. in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with what you said about religion, DK. People feel like you can't live about Jesus, whatever you believe in, that's your provocative. Mm-hmm. But think about there's so many other belief systems in this world. There's other ways to accomplish to accomplish what you want to accomplish in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And so I think the whole basis of this conversation today is, you know, finding balance and and take and look, take removing the blind and looking at the bullshit behind our marijuana usage habits. Now, a lot of people aren't going to care because when I was when I was 22, 23 years old and I'm smoking a whole five pack of woods a day and somebody would have told me, bro, you should use marijuana more responsibly. I probably wouldn't have cared to you, but mm-hmm. somebody's going to be able to hear the message and be able to, you know, okay, you're right. Especially if you're a person who has goals, like I said, manifestation and the use of marijuana, they go hand in hand. So you have to be aware. Now, if you uh, sit on the fucking couch potato and not do shit ass person and play video games, then this conversation ain't going to be for you. But Anybody that is trying to manifest more in their life or anybody who's trying to, uh, uh, you know, um, bring more out of themselves and you are a marijuana consumer, you need to take healthy approaches Mm -hmm. to creating the balance of it in your life. I think if you are living a life of purpose and this conversation is for you, there's a lot of people who are who smoke and do that recreationally mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what works with their life and what fits in but if you are really trying to change your life change the people around you change the world around you change yourself then this conversation is about you because it's really about your mentality mm-hmm. you know and ultimately if you if marijuana controls your mentality controls you know your your actions and you're dependent on it then you're not going to be able to accomplish the things that you are trying to do because you are so dependent on it. Mm-hmm. I bet money if Shakari Richardson could go back and do it again, she would say, you know what? I'm not going to smoke before this Olympic trial, wow. regardless wow. of if she wanted to smoke or not. You think, be- you wow. think so? Did, did she stand on her? on her? No, nah, she, ap- she apologized. She apologized? I, I, she okay. apologized. And I think she knew okay. like, damn. Now, she, of course she's not sorry for smoking weed, bro. Mm-hmm. She fucking smokes weed. Right. But I, I think she's like, fuck, bro. Like this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, it was an opportunity that I messed up. Only four years. Yeah. You, Every yeah. four years. Yeah, sure. you know. And so don't let marijuana block your manifestations. Thank you, guys. And this is Real Balance, episode three. Life taught me every L is a lesson. 